I was recently up north, just a few miles south of Forfar in the east of Scotland. I spent a week serving with a Christian youth camp there, something which I've been doing each summer for over 25 years. The event is held on a large site owned by the Scout Association and is part of an ex-military base, decommissioned in 1948 after serving for a short time after the war as a prisoner of war camp. Well, being rather familiar with the site, I had been thinking about its primary role and of a number of lessons we might glean from it today. It was a, an exceedingly busy week, so there wasn't a huge amount of time to put this together, uh, but we're going on location for something to think about. And uh, I must warn you uh, that the cameraman did struggle to keep things steady. But having said that, if you're listening to this driving in the car, then you probably won't notice anything different. So, there we go. I'm here at what was once RAF Douglas Wood, one of a number of chain home air defence early warning stations built at the beginning of the Second World War. Using an early form of radar, it was actually one of two bases which detected the very first bombing raid of the war over mainland Britain on the 16th of October 1939. Enemy aircraft were detected heading for the Firth of Forth and the, uh, the servicemen who were stationed here vectored a squadron of Spitfire fighters to intercept and engage with the formation of bombers, uh, bringing down a couple of them uh, in the process. Well, this, uh, this concrete building uh, behind me is the actual transmitter block from which uh, uh, it, 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 it was an essential part of this air defence system uh, and saw action throughout the hostilities. And these, these thick uh, concrete block walls here, uh, to, uh, they, were, they were built to defend this defensive structure, uh, all, uh, all to protect uh, the people uh, from attack. Of course, this place would have been buzzing with activity over 80 years ago, uh, but now uh, all that remains are a number of concrete buildings in the middle of this wooded area, which uh, now serves as a campsite and which is the home of Camp Tayside. Well, I've been coming here each summer for over 25 years, helping in some capacity or another with this Christian youth camp that provides a, a safe and welcoming environment for young people to understand, to uh, experience uh, and enjoy the presence of God through uh, learning, through friendships and uh, through times of devotion. But you might be able to, uh, to hear some of the children uh, in the background. 
Well, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to head over to the uh, the campfire circle, um, which has been over the last few nights bustling with activity. Uh, it's um, it, it's actually a rather peaceful place, and uh, for me, it's a uh, a place full of memories of seeing my own children enjoying themselves and uh, experiencing the presence of God as they've grown up through the years. So I'm going to head over there right now. It's hard to believe that once this place was such a strategic part of our national defence, of course, much has changed over the years, but the need for defence has always been a part of the story of human survival. Centuries ago, villages and towns and cities would have had those whose job it was to act as lookouts or watchmen, keeping a, a constant eye on the surrounding areas for the first sign of invaders. It was their job to be alert and to spot the signs of any sort of danger and then to alert the people so defensive action could be taken. Well, at times, the prophets of old were spoken of as watchmen whose job it was to warn the people of judgment from God and uh, that was their role, to speak the words of warning which God had given to them uh, and whether the people listened or not, well, that was the people's responsibility. But as long as the prophets spoke the words of God, they had fulfilled their responsibility. But that's really another matter for another day. The important thing is that we are constantly facing danger and we need to be on the lookout. And if we don't see the danger coming, well, we'll be caught unawares. And before we know it, we'll face defeat. In his first letter towards the end of the New Testament scriptures, Peter writes, Be sober, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So resist him. Hmm. Well, in the context, he's writing within the, the sort of more general context of ongoing threats of persecution. But it's a general truth that we need to be mindful of. We need to be watchful. Jesus spoke of the devil as the ruler of this world. He is, he said, the father of lies and his work is all around us. We need to be aware, we need to be watchful and not fooled into believing all that we see or hear. Things are very often not the way that they seem and we really need to be mindful of that. Probably more than any other of Paul's letters preserved in the New Testament, his letter to the believers in Ephesus 
urges us to see things which cannot be seen. He uses one particular phrase which we don't find in any other book. He, he speaks of the heavenly realms or heavenly places. And the idea is of those realms which exist beyond our human physical experience. These realms are certainly very real, arguably more real than anything we have ever seen, but their reality transcends all we have ever known in this three-dimensional physical universe. And it is here, writes Paul, where we have been blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessing. It is here where we are even now seated with Christ. It is here where the wisdom of God is being made known to spiritual rulers and authorities. And it is here uh, where we are engaged in battle. So we must be aware we must be on the lookout for all kinds of danger and we must be prepared. Towards the end of this letter, Paul writes the following. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the, the authorities, against the, the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Mm. When this site in which I'm currently standing was, uh, was operational uh, as a, a means of frontline defence, it was able to see the unseen enemy. Within a range of about 80 miles, it could detect enemy aircraft that might pose a threat to national security uh, long before they could be seen by the naked eye or even heard from below. And, and this capability continued to be developed throughout the war and even to the present day. It forms an essential part of the nation's defensive systems. To see the enemy before the enemy can be seen is to gain a significant advantage and can provide much needed time to be better prepared for the battle. So Peter warned his readers to be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Well, to my knowledge, I've never uh, actually been stalked by a, a real lion, but I suspect that if I was, it would have been to my advantage uh, to have been watchful.
Seeing the lion before he sees you and begins to think of dinner might very well help prevent the um, unpleasant and uh, most inconvenient experience of being devoured. And so it is with the devil, with the powers of darkness, with the, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Uh, they cannot be seen or heard, but they are there. They are every bit as real as an, an air raid of, of enemy bombers in the skies overhead. Well, it seems as if we could benefit from having some sort of spiritual radar equipment, some sort of listening device or early warning system to sense the presence of the ruler of this world and his evil schemes. Certainly, there are times when we might be in uh, little actual danger, but he's out there prowling, choosing the right time to pounce, and we must never be lulled into a false sense of security. Paul speaks of putting on the whole armour of God, and a little later he identifies key characteristics that are necessary for taking part in spiritual warfare. He'll mention the belt of truth, the, uh, the breastplate of righteousness, the, the readiness given by the gospel of peace, the, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which he says is the word of God. Well, all of these are a part of the armour which is of God, and it is he who, uh, who enables us to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, we are to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. For it is he who will fight for us and give us victory over the evil one. We are not alone in this and we are not ever left alone to fight our own battles. But we are to keep alert. We are to keep a watchful eye and not be caught unawares. We're to be watchful as a watchman looks out for the dangers of an approaching army. Mm. So what does he look like? I mean, what does this unseen enemy look like? How will we recognize him? Uh, how can we recognize one who cannot be seen and who can, we are told elsewhere, be a master of disguise? Well, firstly, we should know that he will rarely show his face. That is, he will come to tempt us with all sorts of things which will look attractive, taste delicious and you know, feel jolly nice. And unless we are prepared for his wicked ways, we can easily be fooled. As a master of disguise, he'll often look terribly presentable, maybe like a trusted friend, and he has a very good line in religious costumes too. Well, then he will conceal the small print 
He will offer us the world and forget to mention it will cost us our soul. And that's bad. That's very, very bad, isn't it? Yeah, one thing we can be sure of is that anything that he has on offer might appear too good to miss. It will certainly appear too good to be true. And, of course, if it's too good to be true, it's, well, you know how it goes. And then thirdly, even though he knows that he's lost the war, he's not completely stupid. I mean, we shouldn't underestimate his cunning craftiness. He knows your every weakness. Yes, he knows how he's caused you to trip and fall time and time again, and he'll keep attacking you where he knows it hurts. So... Be aware and be on your guard. Stay alert. Stay focused on Jesus, but be on your lookout for danger. Be watchful, and if you see the enemy approach, resist him. Learn his ways and use them to your advantage in the battles you fight. Resist the devil and watch him flee. Shoot him down in the midst of his endeavours, even before he's had opportunity to drop his load of bombs on you, if ever you can. Well, maybe there's been something here for us to, to think about. May our loving, all-seeing Father in heaven give to us the insight to see that which cannot be seen, so that we might not be caught unawares. May he forever fight for us and give us the victory. May he give us strength along the journey of life as we walk day by day in the steps of Jesus. And may he bless us abundantly so that we might truly be a blessing to those around us. Thank you.